TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Good morning, everybody. It's 10.08 WTIC News Talk 1080. This is the Will Marotti Show. This is your host, Will Marotti. Matt Soroy at the master control panel, making sure the tone and tempo of the show are, are matched and synchronized. Also taking your calls, 860-522-9842, the number. A um, little bit of bad f- economic news for uh, the president. Yes, GDP shrank, contracted 1.4%, not the way you want to go. Inflation's a forty-year high, um, and where where is where is it going to end? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Everybody said, "Oh, this is this is transitory inflation." Uh, apparently not. Apparently, it's going to stay with us for a while, and uh, not good. Not good if you're the president. But hey, others, uh, myself, and others, you know, we're not surprised. We kind of saw this coming. This uh, this is a an administration that's a train wreck, out of control. Let's go to first call. Let's go to Alex. Alex, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, Pastor. Well, I, with all these um, tax cuts that the state is doing, and yes. don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm all for tax cuts. But shouldn't we be like looking to cut spending to uh, offset this, or what are we? We're just gonna well, understand. No, Democrats never cut spending, so that that's not even an option. It, only Republicans cut spending. Democrats, you know, you don't give back what you've taken from the people. You know, you you don't see that. Robin Hood never did that. Robin never went back and got the money back and, and gave it to the rich people. He stole it from right. Um, yeah. So governments like that, you know, that'd be that'd be counterintuitive for the government to even begin to think about giving back some of the money they're sto- they're stealing. No, it never happened. Never happened. Um, and on the uh, you just mentioned the uh, the inflation rate uh, for uh, with the Biden administration uh, policies and all that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have a bad feeling that. Um, the actual Putin price hikes, if you want to call it that, are going to happen uh, around the harvest season because uh, because of the price of fertilizer. Well, that's um, a, that's what and, I'm hearing, but I don't I don't know if I buy. I, I can see fertilizer being an issue, but I, I I don't know. You know, you're hearing you know talks of food shortages, and I, I I'm I'm going to bank on the American farmer. Tell you the truth, I, I think I think we've got more than enough capability to overcome anything I, I, that we yeah, may lose there. Yeah, I think we can there. produce it all. 
I just think it might be uh, it might be a little more expensive. Uh, could be, could be. Come that time of the year. Yeah. Hey, sorry I couldn't make the uh, the luncheon yesterday. Yeah, we missed you. Away. Yeah, it was too far away for me for uh, for my one hour lunch break. I didn't yeah, you are you are a whole. Well, you know, and and, and and quite honestly, Alex, most of the folks that go to the luncheons are generally you know retired or you know people that make their own schedules, self employed folks. Uh, everybody else is too hard, busy, too too busy pulling the wagon. You know, I mean, it's you, somebody's got to pay for all this stuff. So it, you you're part of that. Everybody else, right, you know, it's too hard. Have a good day. Thanks a lot, Alex. I appreciate your call. Have a good day. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. The number again. I they're saying ten forty five and address from President Biden. We think it's about Ukraine. Not really sure. We'll see. And and we still have this ranking to go over. I, I don't want to have to save this tomorrow, so I'm going to jump into today. 2022 best and worst states for business as viewed by chiefexecutive.net. That's a, that's a, a, a website that really is all about CEOs, and they contribute. All the writers are CEOs, and uh, th- they've ranked these states based on a number of criteria. And, of course, of course as you would imagine – Connecticut is not near the top when it comes to the best. All right, let's go to the calls. Let's go to uh, Bolton and Brendan. Bolton, uh, Brendan, welcome to the show. Brendan, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? How are you? Good, good. What's going on? I just, uh, I just find it odd that they extended the uh, the gas tax um, holiday until December first, right after the election's over. I mean, I they could be more more in your face about vote vote by. Um, I don't know when people are going to wake up in this state, but but don't they get uh, the same effect if they just kept the the gas tax uh, uh, holiday until election day? Yeah, I mean it, it just it just doesn't doesn't. I mean it makes sense to me. I, I understand why they're why they're doing it, but yeah. I mean I, I don't understand why the people keep voting for this. It's a, it's a, it's well, just insane. <laughs> there's no interest like self interest, right? And a lot of these folks they they feel like that, that there's a benefit to Democrats being now. The fact of the matter is. There isn't as much benefit because costs are so much higher and gas itself is so much higher whether you do holiday and tax or not. So they don't see it that it's going out the other door, but they, they have the perception that the Democrats are their friends and Democrats are trying to help them. So, But I, I, I get your point about why extend it to December. I guess just to make sure those votes, those, that vote padding works well, right? So let's, let's make sure we get as many votes as we can. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, I mean, it's uh, um, I, I don't understand the... Uh the, the reason for this uh, the state being so blue, but it's uh it, it, it's more than infuriating to see something <laughs> that uh, overt, you know, come across this morning as uh, as part of this, this budget deal. It's uh, I mean, it's a uh, it, it's it's insane that uh, um, you know to to try and comprehend. But yeah, uh, as long as everybody keeps voting the way they do, nothing's going to change. So I hope you're, people get out. You're right. I, else. I share your frustration, and uh, again, elections have consequences. So. We're seeing that one. Thank you so much. Appreciate your call. 860-522-9842. Best and worst ranking for business states. I'll tell you the best ones. I'll get get that out of the way first. Uh, Top 10, Utah, number 10. South Dakota, number 9. Nevada, number 8. Ohio, number 7. Indiana, back home again in Indiana, number 6. North Carolina, number 5. Arizona, number four. Tennessee, number three. Go Vols. Florida, number two. Best best ranked state in the United States of America for businesses. That's right. The Lone Star State, Texas. Now, the bottom ten. We'll go into the bottom ten in just a moment. Let's go to Bridgeport 
Larry, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Yeah, hi, Pastor. Thanks for your show. Um, I enjoy listening to you. Thank you. Appreciate um, that. You're welcome, Pastor. Uh, quick, I mean, a couple of quick comments. First off, I don't know if you looked. You probably didn't, but I heard it on the radio. Uh, the GDP that you know figures came out from yep. the government today yep. for the first quarter, yep. and they were expecting plus one point zero. It was minus yeah. one point four. Yeah which hasn't happened in decades. Yeah. So that gives you an idea where this administration, what they're doing to the economy. Number two, um, the gentleman before me talked about the Putin price hike. Mm-hmm. Look, inflation was rampant before Putin ever invaded right. Ukraine. Right. So that's fake news. Okay? Well, and and gas too, right? Gas was up. That. Gas prices were up before, oh. before Putin invaded. So, I mean, you know... Yeah, it was over three dollars a gallon. Uh, three, actually, three fifty before Putin ever invaded uh, Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Um, final comment: the head of the Federal Reserve and his team, yeah. I think, have done a terrible job. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how they still have their job because yeah. if they were in the private sector, they would have been fired. They should have been raising interest rates a year ago uh, or yes, more. Yes, and that's why we're in some of the trouble we're in. The other thing is, think about it. Some of these people who just retired on the Federal Reserve mm-hmm. were trading stocks um, <laughs> and making millions of dollars, and the government allowed them to retire with their full pensions and benefits. So, and why doesn't um, that surprise me? It's, uh, it's really, it's really amazing how much money they made during the pandemic. Uh, these very wealthy people who are on the Federal Reserve Board, uh, you can look it up right on the Internet and you can see their names. Listen, so. It's like the Wild West. It's like the Wild West. Larry. There's no controls. I mean, we did. We mentioned uh, Ed, Ed Morrissey's got a, a piece on hotair.com about this, uh, the the, uh, the GDP. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. I mean, how there's much no worse can it get? And there's no consequence at all to the people there's, be responsible. There's no, there's no consequence. And the final thing I'll say is whether it's the mainstream media – whether it's Jimmy Kimmel or uh, Colbert at <laughs> yeah, night, yeah, yeah. these guys are all in bed with yes. the establishment and they're covering for them. And they're, you know, Donald Trump, who has his faults, is always the boogeyman. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, they, they go after Trump and he's not even in office for the last year. So I, mean, I, did, a, to me. I did a straw poll yesterday, Larry, at the luncheon. And my question is very simple. Is Trump going to run again? And I will right. tell you, it had to be ninety percent yes. And and the, and the the hints, Trump's hints have been plentiful that he's going to run again. You know, and maybe maybe he's the only guy that can put the brakes on this. I don't know. I, I DeSantis says he's not doing it. Now a lot of people have said they're not doing it. But, I don't understand it. And if you look at Biden, he cares more about the Ukrainian border than he does our southern border. And I just think of. You know, the insanity after no- we learn nothing from 9-11. No. If you're not going to know who's here, I'm all for immigration. I just want to know who's here. That's all. Well, you know, but we, talk- we talked about it yesterday. I mean, I, literally the day after Trump was inaugurated, Maxine Waters started to cry, impeach 45. And why uh, I'm yeah. not hearing maybe Cruz, I guess, why are people not calling for Biden's impeachment? This is treason. He's not protecting the American people. He's not protecting the southern border. He, he, look, this is a guy who gets in front of the pulpit or gets in front of the microphone 
and says to the American people, I'm doing everything I can to lower gas and energy prices. Yeah, uh-huh. That is absolutely not true. No, no. He is not. If he was, he'd open up the pipeline to Canada. There's other things he can do, take taxes and uh, fees, levy fees off of drilling. They've tripled the fees and the taxes that these energy companies have to pay mm-hmm. since Trump was in office. So if I want to drill, okay, on land, I have to pay three times as much, of, right? Right. And right. then when Trump and Mike Pence were in office. So he's not being truthful to the American people when he says, you know, I'm doing everything I can to lower energy prices. Well, and that's where you know. Peppermint Patty comes out and says, oh, there's, a, there's, you know, whatever the number is, 900, 9,000, whatever the number is, of, of leases already out there that aren't being used by the oil. Yeah, because you guys are r- completely raping them on fees now. They're not, Absolutely. they're business people. They're not going to go after this oil if it's going to cost exponentially more than it was before you were president. I mean, it's, that, I, I, again, it, Democrats it, don't understand how business works. <laughs> it's a sad they, thing, but it's true. They don't understand, and they think they're fooling people because they have these guys at nighttime like Kimmel and yeah. Colbert Carrying and the water. mainstream media all in bed with them, protecting yeah. them and just covering up for them. It's yeah. just a shame. It is. It is people. really a sad thing, Larry. Hey, the Larry. Working people. Thank, thank, thank you. you for your call. I appreciate thank it very you. much. Thank you. All right. We'll take a break. A couple commercials. We'll come back. More calls. 860-522-9842. Uh, Jazz Shaw, weekend editor, hotair.com. Be here at 1036. Maybe the president at 1045, if that's the case, will be done. Um, or typically it's late. So we'll, we'll see. So, Mike, hang in there. I see you come. You're on several others calling in. We'll be right back. Uh, stay with us. Back in two minutes. Wow. Bigger news than Joe Biden addressing the nation at 1045. Yes, that's right, my friends. Man, myth, legend, Ray Dunaway in the house. <laughs> so, um, you know, it is amazing to me that, that the media does not talk about the things that the average American struggles with. I'm going to, I'm going to bring that point up in just a moment, but. Mike has been holding for a while. I want to go to Mike in Glastonbury. Mike, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hi, Pastor. Hi. 77 years ago, World War II ended, and uh, the Army and Navy awarded a couple of flags <clears throat> to all of the war workers, as they were known then. Mm-hmm. And Connecticut won and was top of 48 states for the most excellent, prolific uh, war production of all kinds. Essentially, Connecticut, in certain ways, you know, led was the tip of the spear toward winning the American war effort. I didn't know that, Mike. Okay, listen carefully, Pastor. The heraldry thing is important here. The Army and Navy both issued an annual flag it was the Army Navy E for excellence. Yeah. It was flown up there with the national banner mm-hmm. and flown over factories that had done this incredible productivity. Now, leaving out the fact that people were probably, uh, besides not living as long back then and working 
as, as hard as hell, uh, believed in what they were doing. They also came from all over the Union to work in this little state. Uh, but what are we now? Now we're a state that claims to be uh, tops in influence, but apparently Connecticut isn't going to win any more Army, Navy, East. They're not giving them out anymore. And that was the last war that we actually won, a dubious word anyway. But uh, it's like we don't uh, fight now. We just keep the peace and make ways to arrange for the next war to happen so that we can make our money, make our bones off that crisis. I didn't know, Mike. That That is amazing that Connecticut was that high in the ranking. I mean, it just shows you what we're capable of yeah. as a state. It's it's just too bad we've, we've diminished so well, greatly. Well, a lot of the companies, besides the technology changing, we've told ourselves all kinds of stories in the great national chronicle here about what it takes to be an American, what it takes to win, what it takes to be productive. And uh, we're cruising along on the fumes of our national gas tank here, Pastor, on the mythology about all the things that we're so good at. So uh, I'm not saying this is an occasion for shame, but Mm -hmm. 77 years ago, it was a wow. different country, and uh, mm-hmm. the world knew it. And now we have a, uh, shall we say, a slightly different situation. And now our biggest leader uh, will be addressing us uh, sometime this morning, I hope. Yeah. But uh, he's he's cruising on fumes, too. I think you're right. I think you sum it up. Uh, right, Mike, thanks for your call. I think you sum it up correctly. We're, we're running on fumes. You know, we're living off the past. America was great. And 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 we're losing that foothold. We're losing that 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 marquee because well, we're just we're just not doing smart stuff anymore. We're just making a lot of bad decisions. All right, let's go to uh, before the break. Let's go to Armin. Armin, welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor, thanks for taking my call. I'll go quick. So you mentioned the FDIC was doing a poor job. They were doing exactly what they planned on doing, mm. keeping, keeping interest rates low. Yep. Was was fueling Wall Street speculators and hedge funds to get cheap money so they could drive up commodity prices. Mm. Now, if they drove up commodity prices, the hedge funds make money and the government makes money because when the cost of commodities go up, the things we use every day, the tax revenue from that goes up dramatically. Indeed, yeah. No question about it. Okay. The one other point associated Mm -hmm. with that is there's trillions of dollars in 401k accounts. Mm -hmm. When they take away interest rates so you can't invest in fixed income vehicles that are safe and drive a high interest rate, you have no choice but to pull your money out of 401ks. That's another tax revenue source. All right. Now that you mention this, I normally don't do this. I normally never look at my 401k. I didn't look at it in 2008. I just couldn't take the stress. I actually I got my quarterly report, and I actually opened it up and looked at it, and I can't believe that I actually lost money first quarter. So they they want people to deplete those monies that are hidden from taxation, yeah. and they want to draw. They want to feed Wall Street, and it, hence Wall Street feeds commodity prices. Commodity prices generate uh, cash flow. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then one other point I could make on fuel. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Um, they know that the transition to electric vehicles or geothermal will not happen as long as the cost of petroleum is low. 
So what they're doing is they're artificially increasing the cost of petroleum so it exceeds the cost of electricity Mm -hmm. and geothermal, Mm -hmm. and that way it'll force that transition. Well, I I totally agree with that. And and the problem is we're not ready. Technology is not ready to to take over that transition. We're going to find ourselves on a big problem if we we squeeze ourselves away from fossil fuel too quickly. But I I agree with what you're saying, Armin. Thank you for your call. All right, we're going to take a break. A couple commercials, news. We come back. Jazz Shaw, hotair.com. And then at some point in the next half an hour, we believe, we believe, uh, President Biden will be addressing the nation on what we're told is an issue about Ukraine. Stay with us. We'll be right back. WTIC News Talk 1080. Back to the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, welcome back. 1039 WTIC News Talk 1080. Um, Again, we we are expecting the president to come on at some point this half hour. We don't know when. He's always late. I wouldn't think it's going to be a problem. Um, We just just lost whoever we (laughs) had there. Uh, holding, waiting for Jazz Shaw from HotAir.com. Um, continuing this uh, best worst state scenario for businesses. I mean, again, this is not surprising. This is not surprising to me. It's not surprising to anyone who understands really the the the, the rudimentary uh, ills that face Connecticut in terms of economics the problems that we're having. Um, it is it is not surprising at all that Connecticut is not in the top 10 of the best states for businesses. Connecticut's not in the top 20 for the best states uh, 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 concerning businesses. Connecticut's not even in the top 30. Top 30. I said it's, it's just embarrassing that Connecticut is just not – we can't get out of our own way is, is kind of the problem. All right, joining us now on the hotline, the uh, weekend editor of hotair.com, the one, the only, Jazz Shaw. Jazz, welcome to the show. I'll try it again. Jazz, welcome to the show. I will try that again. Yeah, wrong <laughs> wrong button. Hey, uh, Thanks I, a lot, man. I don't know if we're going to be preempted here. Uh, the president's supposed to be coming on at some point in this half an hour. We'll, we'll try to get far as through as far as, as far as we can. Um, I want to talk about some things that you've posted recently. Uh, one is, and, and I'm surprised that it happened this way. There was a, a little shakeup in your state, New York, about uh, some, some gerrymandering going on. In terms of uh, you know, kind of setting up uh, voting districts favorable to one group or another group, right? Republicans, Democrats, and uh, you had a recent New York State Court of Appeals that rejected a, a Democrat-controlled process to to redistrict some areas. What what happened there, Jess? I, I'm not entirely sure because if if you look back into the history, most of those uh, most of the people on that court. Uh, they were appointed by Democrats, so that's how bad the map was. Uh, every court, they've been appealing it since the beginning. One of the spokespeople for the state Democratic Party, when they lost the first thing, they said, well, don't worry, we always knew this was going to be settled in the appeals court, but but we'll get the map put through. And they got rejected at the state Supreme Court, and then they got ejected at the final court, the appeals court. And what? now they're uh, turning the process over to some special, supposedly neutral uh, 
appointee they're uh-huh. gonna pick somebody yeah. and they're just gonna draw a map and everybody's gonna be stuck with it so i mean i mean we came close to that here in connecticut same same process but are you at all surprised i mean you seem like you're, that, that that they even got this far that they just didn't slam dunk it and go, you know phone it in and go home yeah they when they lost the first one i i was very skeptical and i thought you know the next set of judges is going to look at this and they're just going to rubber stamp it and that's going to be that but they they were like wiping out all but three possible places a Republican could get elected in the right, state right. to Congress, and I guess that was a little too embarrassing and clearly flies in the face of a law that was passed since the last census. Mm-hmm. And the the courts actually took the law seriously, and they were like, nope. And the next step in the process is not to send it back to the legislature. They have to have an independent person. Yeah. So yeah. how independent they are, I don't know. But the new map, whatever they come up with, I guarantee you it can't be any worse than the one that yeah. Democrats drew. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you buy into this um, because it's so, you know, when it comes to political elections, we're talking months that might as well be years in terms of things that could happen or not happen, right? So, but everyone, every, I mean, even Democrats are talking about how bad it looks in November for uh, midterm elections for Democrats. Are, are you are you buying into that too? Do you think do you think that's the case? They're going to they're saying it's going to be a bloodbath at least in Washington. I, I have tried to encourage people to not get their hopes up too high because, as you say, that, that's an eternity. Things can yeah. change a lot yeah. at the moment. Yeah, it looks really bad for the Democrats, and we just saw recently one of the uh, fairly successful prognosticators out there uh, flipped seven races that had been leaning one way and flipped them all towards Republicans for House races. Really? So seven? Yeah. Wow! Seven in, in in one week. They they just made that many switches. So yeah, it, it's not looking great, and. Mm. The other thing I pointed out is New York isn't the only place the Democrats have been losing these uh, gerrymandering battles. Mm-hmm. They they had the same map in Maryland, basically, that was just even worse for Republicans than it was before. And that one got shot down. And a different map that the Republican governor endorsed wound up being put through. Mm-hmm. And we already saw what happened in Florida. They they had what was supposed to be a fairly balanced map. And DeSantis came yeah. along and he was like, nope. We're going to strike while the, while the iron's hot, boys. And then he just redrew it, and he's just going to wipe out like three more uh, Democratic seats. Well, we had a Florida caller earlier say that they read yesterday that they're expecting a, a gain for Republicans of 26 seats in Florida. And uh, it's like, oh, my gosh, how is that even possible? But there's actually, for the first time in many, many years, there's actually now 100,000 more registered Republicans than Democrats in Florida. So, yeah, a lot of people have been fleeing other areas, uh, mostly blue areas, and mm-hmm. Florida's a pretty popular destination. Yeah. Y- you get enough of that emigration going in. A lot of them probably were New York Republicans who were disgusted Could and be. moved yeah. away, mm-hmm. you know, because New York's just such a hellhole at the yeah, moment. Yeah, I know. And, uh, yeah, if they're all going to Florida, well, that that's going to have an effect. You know, it's uh, we, we are losing. We're, we're fourth highest move out rate in the country here in Connecticut. And, and I know even at, at our church, it's almost weekly. Someone's, oh, we're moving to South Carolina, North Carolina, Florida, Tennessee. It's almost like I expect to hear somebody every week tell me they're leaving. Because if, if you can leave, and these are all people that have means. If you can leave, why would you stay, right? You wouldn't stay in a state that's so against. I mean, even this 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 uh, this report that I'm sharing on the 
the best and worst states for business. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but your state is not good. It's ranked 49 out of 50 states for being business friendly. 49 out of 50. Uh, only, Are you surprised? Only only California is worse. Um, and, and Connecticut, we're right there with you. We're in the top. We're in the bottom 10. So it's all these 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 Democrat high high Democrat states that are northeastern states that are just completely not business friendly. Um, I, I guess it's not surprising. I mean, it's it's saddening though. You would think that this is where the country started. We should be the strongest in so many different ways, and and yet we're we're just completely shooting ourselves in the foot about all kinds of things, including whether or not we're friendly to business. Yeah, when New York lost Remington Arms, I think that was the last straw for a lot of people. Yeah. Because they, they'd been here since the 1800s, you know, literally. <laughs> and I grew up less than, I, I went to school like five miles from the Remington Arms, the main yeah. Remington Arms plant. And everybody, everybody had someone in their family or a friend of theirs that worked there. Because that's where everybody worked. That was all the jobs. Sure. And New York just, you know, once the anti-gun stuff got rolling... They just started treating them worse and worse. Yeah. They were actually encouraging people to sue them. And finally, Remington was just like, you know what? We know when we're not wanted, <laughs> and they moved south. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, here in Connecticut, we had Ruger, Ruger, Mossberg. I mean, it's sad. You drive into Hartford, and what do you see in Hartford? You see one of the first things you see is the, the majestic dome of the former Colt Firearm Company. Colt Firearm, the gun that won the West, right? Um, and, and, and it's just a, 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 an office space now for places that they don't, you know, we don't manufacture any guns practically here anymore in Connecticut. It's really, it's sad. It's sad because again, why stay if people hate you? You might as well just go and go where you want to be, where you're welcomed and you can do business. Um, let's switch gears for a minute while we're, while we're, I'm waiting for the, uh, and now the president of the United States. Uh, this is a funny story in New Zealand. Now, New Zealand had a very low, COVID rate, but like Australia, Australia, they were locking everybody down, but the, the alley cat, um, what was the problem with this? They, they had a lottery and what was the lottery to let people either, if you wanted to get out, you had to win a lottery. It was a, it was a, a, a travel. What was this lottery that now is being questioned about in, in New Zealand? Yeah, that, that lawsuit was filed by people who got caught outside of the country yep. when, COVID hit, and when they immediately instituted full lockdowns and travel bans, yeah. they weren't even letting their own people come home, even though they have a Bill of Rights law that says specifically in there that every New Zealander has the right to come home. And they said, well, you can come home, but you have to follow the system. Yeah. First, you have to apply. You have to ask to come back. Yeah. And then once we receive it, uh, if you get approved you have to come and you have to spend two weeks in a hotel that's run by the military while you undergo two weeks of quarantine, but they didn't have nearly enough rooms. So there was a lot of people that filed applications. So they set up a lottery and they just would go randomly draw a name and go, okay, it's your turn. Come on back and come lock yourself in this hotel. (laughs) But the lottery had no, no allowances for how long anybody had been on the list or if they had extenuating circumstances or a loved one was on death's doorstep or whatever. It was just totally random. So you could apply today if, if it was still in effect. <clears throat> and you might get approved uh, on Monday. Yeah. And somebody that's been waiting for three months might not get approved for another three months. Oh you know. And they said, hey, this isn't fair. And a court agreed with them. But the problem is they were suing to have the uh, – the policy dropped, but the policy already got dropped before the case was settled. 
because they finally gave up and realized there's no way we're keeping COVID out. So they ended the policy. Wow. Wow. Uh, Ill-planned and and, uh, uh, ill-executed, I guess, is the the way it went there. Hey, last uh, last story we got to go. Nina Jankowicz is uh, been appointed apparently the the latest disinformation czar is that is that accurate what the heck is going on now the the first disinformation the czar. first the yeah. first ever disinformation czar okay they, they've set up a governing count governance council uh to monitor misinformation and disinformation inside the department of homeland security yeah and she was selected to be the person to run it she apparently was already a disinformation analyst. I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, so she's got she's got experience there, and she also used to. Oh, she was a, a counselor to the government of Ukraine for their foreign administration or wow. their uh, foreign department wow. for a while. So that's kind of interesting. But it's yeah, I, I I can't tell you what's going on because they provided almost no details. Yeah, it seems I very sketchy. Want to know? I, I want. I think everybody should find out. What is this woman supposed to be doing? Who it, is she the sole judge of what is disinformation and what's not? Well, and, and this is she is she is now the head of the disinformation governance board. I want to know what the rules are. What 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 is the governance board? How are they governing? That's what I want to know. I mean, it just seems like it's so just it's so random. You know, it's like is this going to be like? Well, it doesn't meet our community policy. You're out. <laughs> just you know, Joe Rogan should he be worried? Uh, <laughs> You know, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, but does it apply to civilians too? Because we don't know that either. Yeah, right. When, when you're on Twitter, they can come along, and if you talk about Hunter Biden's laptop up until a couple of months ago, yeah. they could ban you because that was disinformation, even though it turned out to be completely true. Mm. Um, I, I want to know where where is she going to be watching? Is she just going to be watching the speech of people in the government or watching the citizens? And if the government doesn't like something you're saying. Does she have the power to stop you from saying it? Because isn't that a First Amendment violation? Well, she she would have to if she's the czar. I mean, she she has the green light and the red light. But I'm just saying you'd have to include social media in that. I mean, social media is far far more widespread than than the regular media in terms of people sharing thought. I mean, you know, I don't know if Musk is gonna is gonna finalize the deal or not now that Tesla's tanking. But I mean, I think that's the first test, right? Will be will be if, if if Twitter can actually be a free speech forum. Oh, I agree with that. I, but I, I'm less worried about Twitter closing my account than I am about <laughs> somebody from the federal government, yes, coming yes. along and saying, "Here's what you can say, and here's what you can't say." Right. That's not just bad liberals at Twitter. That's government oppression. Oh, that, that's that's, that's mind control. That, that that's Soviet Union style, you know, mind control. It's just horrible. We can't we can't have that. Well, we'll see how it pans out. Hey, Jazz, listen, I, I'm I'm fortunately we got through without the president interrupting us, and uh, thank you as always. Always appreciate you taking time to to join the program and talk to the folks. Thanks so much, Jazz Shaw from HotAir.com. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. Okay, you too. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back, hopefully set up for the last caller of the day. This is it. This is your chance, guys. 860-522-9842. Call now. Call now. Get in while you can for the Between Rounds Bagel. Last caller of the day. Of the week. No, the just the day. Tomorrow's of the week. We'll be right back. This is the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. 
All right, we're expecting the president any moment. Unfortunately, going to cut into Tom Shattuck's show a little bit. Uh, but we're going to go right to the last caller of the day. And uh, let's see, that's going to go, oh, one of my favorite places, Stafford Springs, the home of Stafford Springs. <laughs> let's go to uh, John. John, welcome to the program. You are the Between Round Bagels last caller of the day. What's going on? Oh, fantastic. I want to give you your last amen of the day, Pastor. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. you do. Well, I, I, I appreciate you, John, all the audience. So it's, it's so wonderful. And, you know, it's first just a blessing. Caller, by the way. And you're a first-time caller. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. A double winner. Well, listen, I'm going to put you on hold. Matt's going to take your information so you can get your, your gift certificate from Between Rounds Bagel, Manchester, South Windsor, Vernon Town, a dozen bagels free for six months. You're going to love them, brother. Thank, Thank you, you so much, John. You Thank you. Thank you for calling. Yeah. I appreciate you. All right, that's it, guys. I'm out of here. We're done. Uh, President coming up. Tom's ready to go, but it's probably going to cut in a few minutes of his program. Uh, And uh, thank you. Thank you. Love you guys. Great show. God bless you, Matt. Always thank you. Super job. And, um, hey, I'll see you tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.